Hello, you beautiful listener. You're in for a treat this week, like like you are most weeks, every week, when me and Davian are talking about basketball. This week, we are talking about the exhibition games that happened, the games that are happening next week until the next podcast. We're going to predict who's going to win them. We'll see. We'll see who uh, gets the most right. It's going to be me, but we'll we'll see by next week. Uh, At the beginning, though, we do touch on uh, the social justice issues with Black Lives Matter. Um, So I just want to reiterate that me and Davian are both in full support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And if you want to help out in any way, shape or form, visit uh, www.blacklivesmatters.card with two R's, .co. And with that being said, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Time Out Podcast, guys. It's your host, CJ, and... Oh, not, no name today. No, Davian, because we're getting right into the serious stuff. The NBA is back, Davian. This, this calls for a serious craze. I have a rant to go on to because I hate a particular broadcaster. Well, I'm uh, sorry, D, bitch. Sorry, okay. Right. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, first on our agenda, we should probably mention a few couple of things. Um, the first thing is that uh, LeBron James actually spoke out on the Breonna Taylor stuff. And yep. the media is going crazy. So what he said was, we want the cops arrested who committed that crime. Uh, yeah, so he's demanding justice. And it's everywhere. <laughs> it is everywhere. Cycles back to the conversation we had. We spoke about this in the first place, where I did say one of the, like LeBron's always going to be part of the like the social justice. Like he's always going to be, and everything he says is gonna. Everything he says is always going to make the headlines. So that's why for him, it, not playing wasn't an issue because he knows that he's going to get a mic all the time. Exactly. And this is one of the things. Loads. He's brought loads of publicity to this. Which means that you know now people, more people are going to hear about it. He's going to make it impossible to avoid, which is great. Hmm. All right. Uh. Yeah. I can't really say any more on that, other than he's using the voice like he's using his voice that the NBA have let him project during this bubble. Like they have done a lot during this. Like I watched. I started watching the exhibition games, which we'll go into that a little later, and like. I was watching like 10 minutes and in that 10 minutes of the first 10 minutes, there was multiple video packages like the, the uh, announcers. I think they were the wizards announcers. They were talking about stuff. Uh, they were talking, talking about different, different aspects of it, uh, asking different people questions about it too. Uh, there was multiple interviews and that was just in the first 10 minutes. And like, it's not like, <clears throat> You know when someone tries to force a narrative and it just it feels like uh, like yeah it's good but I you, you're pulling on it a bit too hard yeah like this feels like it is exactly at the level that it should be like it's mm-hmm. what you want to expect like it 
it's not it's not in a way that's unhealthy yeah. it's in a way that this is a point this is what we're going to make and yeah like we we want to help the players who have who are predominantly african american who have these concerns with the world and we want them to feel like their voices are being heard and that's one thing Mark Cuban said, because he was asked, oh, this is funny. He was asked whether he would support them. And he says, yeah, I'll support any one of my players who wants to do so during this whole during this whole thing. I'll support that. And then Ted Cruz tweeted saying, if anyone takes the knee. Yeah, he was actually asked if anyone took the knee, would he support them? And he was like, yeah, like you can you can do that if you want. It's, it's fine. I'll support any of my players. And then Ted Cruz said, if any of the players... Uh, bent the knee he wouldn't support the Mavs and then uh, Mark Cuban tweet retweeted him going bye then <laughs> adios see ya we don't want you which is great because you want your owners to be like that you want your owners to give them the floor so I think and obviously LeBron's LeBron is probably the biggest voice in the NBA not even probably he is no yeah he is the biggest voice in the NBA away. by far and away is the biggest voice in the NBA so him saying something like this is very like it's a it's a big deal. Like it's on NBA.com and everything. So it's on yeah, NBA.com. it's on mainstream social media. It's on mainstream sites. It's, it's literally it's yeah. like CNN. Like it's it's mainstream news. Whenever LeBron talks, it stops just being basketball news and it comes outside of that little, for better of a term, bubble. Bubble. And it yeah. becomes. It becomes mainstream news. It becomes a topic for discussion on TV, and that's one of the beauties of LeBron. Like he's earned, he's through the way he's played and obviously everything in his life. He's and the way he's been, he's earned that right where when he says something, the people listen. Mm-hmm. And obviously, sometimes it's seen in a bad way, and people think that you know, obviously he might have too much influence over the league, etc. And I think sometimes that's perceived in the wrong way. Like people think, I think. Know, he- yeah, I think that, that, yeah, but he knows that and that's why he doesn't talk much. Like he, on while this whole thing's been going on, we've been talking about Kyrie, we've been talking about Dwight Howard and like it feels like everyone's been waiting for what LeBron has to say yeah. about this. And like he just said that one sentence and like that was it. But yeah, no, there's been more to it as well because obviously he also declined the ability to change the word on his jersey. Yeah, we'll get into that actually. The next yeah. thing I want to talk about. But yeah, so like he's been making these little things, and obviously each time he's done something, uh-huh. it's been picked up, and people have been like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Yeah, like the league really like he he may not be the head of the players' association, but he really is the leader. He's, of the, he's, the, he's the players. He's the players' champion. Pretty much, he's like the like when the players and the thing is like when you look at it in totality. Whether you like it or not, a lot of the decisions that players make around the league is because of LeBron. A lot of the people that choose to team up are normally teaming up because they want to take down LeBron. Like he is, like when you look at him right now, like in as a basketballer, like he is the focus of the league, and I know that's why a lot of people dislike him. And but he is doing what he can, and I think he has taken steps back to let other people talk. Other than maybe, other than maybe the Golden State Warriors, he's probably the most, uh, the one that's invoked the most change in the league, not just in play, but also 
I think, outside in terms of how well, players deal with their free agency yeah. I, and I mean, stuff like that. Like they can take, they take control of their own careers, and that's great. His decision, even though it was hated for it, oh, dis- I didn't hate him for it. He went to my team. So well, <laughs> I loved him for it. Okay, even though most people hated either the way he did it or the way he announced it, or the way that him free agency became a soap opera and became like big news, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's quite disrespectful." In reality, LeBron really in that moment. He changed the way players acted and thought around their free agency. He made people realize that they can just make their own decision. Mm-hmm. So, when so he, yeah, like, LeBron leads on to like Le- LeBron making that decision leads on to like people like KD joining the Warriors. It's that level of freedom to mm-hmm. say I'm going to do whatever. Like when we look back on LeBron's time in the league, mm-hmm. I think people are going to realize how different the league was when he joined to when he left. I yeah. Feel like it's only going to be when he retires that we can say, okay, wow, look at everything he actually did and achieved. And then we'll realise that his influence is more than just how many rings he got. It's it's well more than that. You take a look at what he's done. Uh, you remember the shut up and dribble thing? Yeah. Uh, there was that where news broadcaster, quote unquote, um, oh, told him that he, he, had, he, he needed to just shut up and dribble. Like he shouldn't be talking about this kind of things. Yeah these kinds of things and he was talking about the Trump presidency and how he doesn't like it uh, in a a car interview that involved KD as well Um, um, so she she told him to shut up and drill that turned into uh, not just an athlete um, that kind of stuff and he is he's pretty much the epitome of that like he he may in terms of basketball he may not be a better than Michael Jordan in that respect but he's he, in the terms of his influence on social issues and social media, he's definitely he's definitely up there with MJ in terms of that. Yeah, I think and, for me, okay, and that and that freedom that he gets to do those kind of things just is the whole point that the, the Mark Cubans given to his players. And it's that freedom that he can come out and say, like, look, the, the guys that killed Breonna Taylor, they're criminals. They need to be locked up. It's simple as I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can argue with that. And that's what he's saying. And yeah. it's a big deal. And because it's from LeBron James and he's like the godfather of the NBA. Yeah. I think the way I've been able to, like process things is that like when you look at LeBron versus MJ, firstly it isn't a fair like one versus the other either way anyway. It's like apples and pears. But for me, I feel like even when you like look at the documentaries of MJ is MJ was winning first, that meant everything, and he would be selfish to get to that. It didn't matter really matter what he did. Mm-hmm. LeBron feels like I feel like in twenty years when you look back at the league Mm. Le- you people may start to realize that LeBron may actually be that number one purely for on the court, off the court. Like he is, he really set like a new standard of what it is to be an athlete. It's not enough to just play basketball, go off and then do nothing. You have to. He's doing it off the court, on the court. He's got I. He's got his school. He's rebuilding his own Akron. He's rebuilding his own town. Like mm. he really has set up and said, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead by example." 
mm-hmm. we're gonna see years of play like years of we even seen it now where years of young players who are coming in and they idolize LeBron and we're gonna see it more and more to the point that maybe in 20 years you are gonna look back and say wow he really was that guy <laughs> and then the thing is even when you look at like I feel like when you look at the finals losses like it's not gonna matter in how no. many years no, because if you look at those final losses, how many of them was he actually expected to win? So oh, you got the two. That, so, yeah, well, yeah, that one. Right, we're going before then. We're talking 2007. He wasn't expected to win no, that one. They came no, up no. against Spurs. 2011, he was expected to win. They lost. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's but then they came back. 2012, they were expected to win. They won. 2013, yeah. they weren't expected to win against the Spurs. 2014, they weren't expected to win against the Spurs. And they, they did. They did lose. 2015, they weren't expected to win against the Warriors and they did lose. But they got, without Kyrie and Kevin Love, he made it a six-game series. In 2016, they weren't expected to win and they weren't expected to win until the last minutes of the last game. I think they weren't even expected to win. And I think that more, I, I think that, I think that more than makes up for that loss yeah, in so 2011, what? I should have. And I'm not done because you wouldn't expect him to have won it in 2018 either. Good 2017 job. or 2018 against a Warriors that had Curry, uh, Clay, man. Curry, Clay. Uh, no, that was 2016. And... I know, but the 739 plus, seven, plus KD. Oh, yeah, the 739 plus KD. Like, yeah. you, you wouldn't was... expect it to win. So, he still won three championships despite only being expected to win two of them. Yeah. So, I I mean, you're coming up against all-time teams. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, I think when you look back at it, okay, MJ did go 6-0 and that is incredible. Yeah, but against teams that they were expected to beat. I know, but the thing is, when you look at your GOATs and your superstars, you probably want to look at it and see who it... Like, basically, when you look back on Legends, it's who made the impossible possible. And that's why even okay the 2011 series should have done better and he's admitted that but I thought like that was a growth period for him so I feel to, like 2011 but 2011 makes 2016 more incredible it doesn't discount it if anything no it doesn't like, it shows a parity journey like you lot like okay he lost when people thought he should have won and mm-hmm. it was a bad series for him but then he also came back from three one. And obviously he did that with the team and Kyrie was amazing. That's like, but that, like that level of that kind of discounts 2011 thing, like that makes you say, mm-hmm. okay, like, cause he could have easily given up at three, one and said, Ugh, another finals, <laughs> but to do that and to do everything there, like basically when people look back on that. They're going to be like, Oh shit. <laughs> how does, how did, how did someone do that? That is incredible. And even in oh. the series where they lost, it's not like he played badly. It's just, he lost the better teams. Like the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. formed a super super team just to stop him. Yeah, like yeah. seventy the seventy three and nine amazing team wasn't enough. They had to go and add. Yeah, like, and I, I don't think really MJ. Like I don't think mm-hmm. there weren't really many super teams against MJ. It wasn't like everyone could form and go against him because it wasn't that type of league. No, I mean, there's arguments against that, but I mean. There was definitely a powerful duos, and that Indiana Pacers team in the last team. year were not. Are they were powerful were, teams. Were no, no. I mean, that it's Lakers like, team in 91 like and Pistons like if team. It was now, if it was now, and the, the way player movement is, they would have. Like, when you look at the Clippers now, and you look at the depth and strength they have everywhere, and it's been purely built. 
because they're like, we want to beat LeBron. It's that level of like oh, some people sure. would have two or three great players. Some of these like Golden State Warriors had five or six great players, and their whole plan was we're going to stop LeBron. And then, pretty much. So when you look at that, like you can tell his influence in the league. So that's why when he says something like, "Okay, let's arrest his cops to kill Brianna Taylor," and we want this, like that's gonna it's gonna speak to people. <laughs> like, it is gonna speak to people. Because he has that influence. Yeah, his legacy knows. is built more than just on his playing. Yeah, he is on the court, off the court. He is the same. Like that is, he's he's a role model everywhere. It's and I don't know how he has that energy to do it because he's been playing at the top level for so long and he still is able to say, okay, I'll do it. Like the way his work ethic in, is incredible, and I feel like that's the thing a lot of people look up to. Like. Mm-hmm. There are no days off for LeBron. He is a he's a machine. He's an animal. So when when he no, comes out says this, I'm expecting this when he basically led the way for more people to say stuff after the game. Because mm-hmm. if LeBron said it, I'm a, I can go say that. I don't know what you're gonna do. And yeah, obviously it's gonna make and it's gonna it will probably ease the fears that some players had of drowning out messages when LeBron comes out straight away and says, "Look." <laughs> yeah, like oh, two like, weeks into the bubble, and he's 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 he said he's he said Brianna Taylor, and he said what they should do. He mm-hmm. said they need to get arrested. It's a, it's a They're clear criminals. Message. He's clear. It's straightforward. How he thinks, what needs to happen. He didn't say. He didn't back away from names or anything. But before this turns into the LeBron podcast, let's move on to the next thing. Because I'll talk about him later when we're talking about the exhibition games. Um, podcast, done, damn it. Yeah, yeah, maybe one day. Le, le podcast. Um, but anyway, so the next thing is about the jersey thing. So Jimmy Butler, he everyone decided to get uh, was going to get like something on their jersey, something like mm-hmm. quality. Um, you couldn't have any of the well, names of victims or stuff yeah. in there was respect a list, to the there family. There's a list of mandated names that you were allowed to pick from, such as equality, justice, etc. Like education, so education, stuff like that. Uh, but Jimmy Butler has this. His thought: Well, I'm when I step out of my house, I am just like every other black man in America. So why don't on the back of my jersey I have no name? Because I'm just like every other black man. I shouldn't like have no name. And there was reports last week of their league saying no to that. But yeah. then there was reports just after that saying that they're still thinking about it. And since then other players have been like that's actually a really good idea. We really like that, and we want to do that too. So, uh, what do you think about him doing that? And what do you think? And what do you think about not having? What What do you think about them doing that? And what do you think about him doing that? Okay, so for me, I think. I think the Jimmy Butler idea is actually probably one of the smartest ideas. I think it's mm-hmm. one of them that when I first heard it, I said, actually, that's probably the best thing you could do. I was like, whoa, oh, yeah. It, straight to the point, like, mm-hmm. like, it basically represents the fact that Jimmy Butler 
has the privilege of being the sports star, but when he, if someone sees him and doesn't know him, he is still just a black male to them. Yeah, he has a, that's what he said. He has the privilege of playing this sport, but when he steps out of his house, he's still a black man like every man. other black man in America, and he still so, gets shit for it. So to me, the idea of him representing the just the generic, the standard black man and saying, okay, well, like right now there's an issue. I'm not going to, like, I'm not using the privilege of being Jew, but I'm going to be, I am just a black man that this is a blank canvas. I think it's incredible. I feel like it may have surprised the league a bit because obviously they did come out with a list of words you weren't allowed to have on your jersey. LeBron did say, no, I'm not going to have that because, you know, I feel like he wasn't, there were, there were like there were some complaints because some people felt like they weren't part of it. But I think the Jimmy Butler thing, it's something that's going to spark a conversation. I, like, I I can't see him not being able to do it. Like, if they can have different things on the back of jerseys, then surely having no name isn't going to be an issue. The, the number's just, there. The number's there. That's the important thing to call fouls and stuff. Yeah, the argument will check You could always in. do that. The argument was TV's in high definition. You can see who it is. Yeah, but I think this isn't two K one where everyone's like PS four, PS one graphics, PS four graphics. Yeah. That, um, so the the issue wasn't just obviously being able to identify. I think obviously there are certain spot NBA like sponsorship rules and things they have. And you know, I felt like I feel like the NBA the decision they made wasn't social. They were trying to work out if that's going to affect them in terms of butler jersey sales etc like can they sell that blank well, jersey or whatever this is what this is i was watching kendrick perkins talking about this and he was like put your family name on there man like you got to get your family to show that you work there and yeah yeah you know but you know that's jimmy butler his family just because his name's on the back of the jersey that that goes against the point that jimmy was trying to make like you're trying to he's start trying to say he's just like every other he's like every other black man but it goes against him when you say you got to be proud of your family. Yeah, be proud of your family. That's great. And also, he Kendrick Perkins mentioned the whole. The, so the jerseys are get bit getting sold after in the bubble. The jerseys are all being sold, yeah. and they're all being sold to, um, for the uh, Black Lives Matter charities and stuff like that. The proceeds yeah. are going to that. And Kendrick Perkins says if Jimmy Butler's name isn't on the back of the jersey, it's still. It, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna go down in value. I'd argue it's gonna be. You remember when Banksy's painting shredded mid auction? Yeah. And it it went up in value. Like I reckon that's it, it will go up in like everything else aside, it will go up in value. But put that aside alone. It's yeah. it's still a but a jersey that Jimmy Butler has worn, and it's his jersey. I think it'll go up in value because it's like, oh, you got a Jimmy Butler jersey? Yeah, I got a Jimmy Butler jersey too. Yeah, guess what? I've got the no name Jimmy Jimmy Butler jersey. Yeah. In, in terms like, of marketing, in terms of marketing as someone who does business, there's no way that jersey would lose in value because that jersey will become more than just a jersey. It becomes a moment in time. It so, becomes the message. Let's say, like, let's say, is what people are trying to do here. Even in terms of, in terms of not even that, in terms of just the value of that, like 
There is not going to be an. There's un, it's unlikely there's ever going to be another Jimmy Butler jersey that's worn that doesn't have Jimmy Butler's name on it. Mm-hmm. This becomes a twenty twenty. Like that becomes a one in a lifetime thing. It becomes the super rare. Like that means it's going to go. It's like Jordan's forty five jersey. Yeah, it's it's like that's that goes up there. That's up there. It's going to go up in price to the level of like. The Kobe last game jersey. It's going to go up in price to like people who. I wouldn't retire. say that. I wouldn't go that far, in, Davian. In terms of what I mean is in terms of the markup from what it usually would be. Yeah. It's going to be a it thing that, like, assume you think that it's going to go to someone's collection. Someone's going to spend a lot of money on that. And if someone's going to spend a lot of money on that, and then that money ends up going to good places, then mm-hmm. it's a doubly good thing. He's doing something that's good socially and mm-hmm. may have a financial impact where you can say, okay. Look, this jersey went for six figures because mm-hmm. someone wants someone because someone wants this in their house because it's part of their collection, and that money goes to a good cause. Like I feel like certain people like Kendrick Perkins, they I feel like they mean well when they speak, mm-hmm. but oh, it wasn't disrespectful or any or anything. Like, but... A lot of times, it's also trying to make good TV, and it's hard. To, sometimes you have to come up with you got to draw the line somewhere. Especially, it's hard when. You... Yeah, during these times. Sometimes you have to come up with something and say, what about this? Just to give something to someone to think about. I don't know if they always fully believe that because mm. you have to look at it in totality and say, really, why would that lose value? Like, this is a special moment, a special thing. That's where you get more money. Like, I would, you know, if I, if I had money, the amount of money I would put down to have that Jimmy Butler nameless jersey is unreal. <laughs> I would frame that. That would be like an iconic, that's... That's something that's going to go for a lot of money. It's it, it will go for a lot of money. It's going to go up in value. And if that goes right. to places, that makes it amazing. Mm, yes. Right. So, speaking of players actually playing, let's talk about players actually playing. <laughs> because, oh, it's back. And I totally forgot about the exhibition games. So, on Wednesday yeah. night, when I found out about it, that they were on, I was like, let me get straight on that. So, um, so we've had four game, four games played on Wednesday night, four games played on Thursday night. I'll go over the Wednesday night games in order of like story, like like more interesting. So I'll talk about the the Sacramento and Miami one. Like, there's no interesting stuff. Sacramento played without De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Miami played without Bam Adebayo. Um, no, no reason really to that other than it's an inex- it's an exhibition game. Although it's very interesting, Miami started off with seven straight threes. Ooh, that, wow. that was that was pretty good. Duncan Duncan Robinson was just stroking it from downtown. Um, next uh, in uh, Miami won that one. Yes. Um, next one is uh, the LA Clippers and Orlando is very interesting because. Quite a lot of the Clippers players are missing. Like Patrick Beverly uh, is missing. You've got uh, Montrez Harrell who's missing. Like a lot of their bench and like their depth is starting to decay now. But it's it's at a point where it's exhibition games, and if they're gonna leave for things, like I know um, I know um, Doc Riverson. What's his name? Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers. I know Austin Rivers left for an urgent family matter as well. Uh, there's been, that that's been happening a lot across the NBA. Like Denver, Denver. Oh, I'll come up to them soon. But Denver only had a scrimmage with eight players yesterday. 
that's not even five a side. Like yeah, I think it's gonna get like that though. Lake Clippers were pretty much the same. Like it's very small. Like, but now's the time to do it if you're going to do it. Zion as well. Zion left. Um, all those players are gonna have to come back and. Providing that they have a negative test four days in a row every day, mm-hmm. they can come back in. Yeah, but other than that, in their quarantine period as well. That's not important. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like they'll be quarantined for four days minimum as long as they test negative. Um, so yeah, Paul George showed up. He pretty much scored a point a minute. So just to let you know, like we're we're down a few people, but. We're still winning, and that led to a win for the LA Clippers. Um, the next one is the New Orleans Pelicans and the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, New Orleans Pelicans are playing without Zion, but they managed to win a very um, well. I, I'm not even calling them Brooklyn Nets. Like, I mean, it's half of their team, and then few new people. Like, they lost 99 to 68. In ten, this is 10-minute quarters, so you're going to expect like lower-scoring games. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of lower-scoring games, because they're also exhibition games, so you can't really expect much defense being played or seriousness being played. Um, but 99-68. Um, obviously, Brooklyn missing Kyrie, uh, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan as well, I think, isn't there? He didn't. I don't think he played. Um, New Orleans Pelicans still had Brandon Knight. No, not Brandon Knight. Brandon Ingram. Oh my God! Why did Why did I say Brandon Knight? I'm, I was thinking of DeAndre Jordan, and I was thinking about the dunk that he did on Brandon Knight. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's amazing. I actually screamed when I saw it. I watched it live. It was great. Um, okay, and then the most interesting game on Wednesday night was the one that I watched, and I'm so glad that I watched it because it's Denver versus Washington. And Washington was a non-factor in this. Like, Bradley Beal played for a bit. Yeah, they, they did fine. It was good. Yeah, cool. But Denver played... Okay, so their starting lineup, there was not one person under the, under the height of 6'7". Yeah. They had Mason Plumley at centre. Um, they had... On no, no, hold on. I'm doing power forward now. Paul Millsap at power forward. They had seven foot two Bol Bol make his Denver Nuggets debut at small forward. They then had Jeremy Grant at shooting guard when he usually plays power forward. And then they had Nikola Jokic at point guard. Seven, like seven foot Nikola Jokic at point guard. So. How do we think about this? Other than I really want them to come up against the Houston Rockets small ball or micro ball, as people are starting to call it, because it's really small ball. Uh, I, I watched that game and was confused. I, I, <laughs> I was loving every moment of it. I saw the lineup and I was like, what? And then... It's exhibition. People are trying different things. And don't forget, like I said, Denver Nuggets are like, they didn't have Jamal Murray. Uh, they didn't have a lot of their players. Like, yes, like I said yesterday, they had a scrimmage with eight players. So you can expect Bol Bol to be playing. I didn't D-Man expect small forward. D1 went for the super giant night. Like, what type of space jam is this? I know. Bol Bol ended up with 16 points, 10 rebounds, and 
how many blocks? I think it was six blocks. Maybe four. four. It was up. It was four, five, or six. I can't remember. But it was like a good amount of blocks. The thing is, right? Coming from this game, there's been a huge amount of ball ball hype. And yes, he was five foot. Uh, he was six foot five by the age of twelve, and he is the son of former NBA player Manute Ball. And he was a lot projected to be a lottery pick and then ended up being the 44th pick. Miami actually picked him, but then they traded the draft rights to to Denver. Uh, Denver have done this before where they draft an injured player that had a lot of potential, but then teams won't do it. They did it with Michael Paul Jr., who started out well in exhibition games at the preseason, but then for some reason Mike Malone doesn't want to play him. So I wouldn't expect Bol Bol to play many of these games that are actually coming up, like the serious games that are coming up. I won't expect him to play them because that's just how Mike Malone is. And also, like he's just integrating into the team. He's there because he's an extra body. And he played well because no one really knows who he is. Um, and at small forward as well, he's very slow. Uh, so a bit of background as well. It was a strike it was a stress fracture in his foot and it's in a, in particular one of the bones that's used for like to that holds the most amount of weight when you're walking and stuff. That's why he went from a top five pick to being picked number 44. So I want to put the brakes on the ball ball train. Now because... ball ball. Let's go. No, no, by all means, I really hope, I really hope he fights through the, all this and he ends up being a, a star. I hope he, I hope that for any player. I hope any player becomes a star. Um, but it's an exhibition game. Uh, I wouldn't... Yeah, he, his lateral but, quickness but Chris, is Chris, next to zero. I've had no basketball for so long. I know, <laughs> and then we... going to get random hype just because... And how did you feel about the hype? Do you think it's warranted? I mean, his blocks were nice. It was one of those that I was like, if I when you're seven like, foot two, it's very easy to block. But yeah, know, the new bowl like, is also a very good blocker, not just being seven foot two. Like he has the right timing. He has the defensive instincts to do that, especially when hype, he's out on the perimeter. Yeah, with the hype, I just felt like. Was bound to happen for someone. Like I feel like, I feel like no, yeah, no one had full tried. Yeah, no one had any expectations of him. They were pleasantly surprised, and some people then went, "Oh my god, this is it! We have the new." And I was, I was a bit like, "Well, okay, let's just relax. Let's let's play more than one exhibition game." <laughs> play maybe... one exhibition game. He made his debut in the bubble in an exhibition game. That's 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 really interesting to me. I don't think that counts as a debut, but. That's that's fine. Like I think if he still played, like if he played, if he didn't play any other any other proper games this year, and then played next year, I think he still counts as a rookie <laughs> because he's not played a proper NBA game. But that that being said, um, the other thing to take away from this was Jokic at point guard. How do you feel about that? Yes, yeah, this whole game was weird. Like <laughs> I was kind of just watching through it. I'm like, man. Obviously, point guard. But yeah, it felt like a gimmick. Yeah, I, I don't know how to. It, it felt like someone was on NBA Two K, 
I was and did a YouTube video where they just pulled a joke and then they were like, "Well, we're just gonna play the biggest possible. king of the fourth quarter." Yeah, um, <laughs> I like uh, the, shout out to him. I love his videos. I'm, in, I'm interested to see what happens. What they, you know, what the next lineup is like. Also, I feel like everyone wants to see Denver versus Houston because that'd just be <laughs> Michael Ball versus Big Ball. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Jokic at point guard. So Jokic is probably the best passing big man in the league. Yeah. If you're not counting like you know other forwards like LeBron, because obviously LeBron's better, but um, he's he's definitely the best passing center. Like Bam Adebayo's nearly there, but like he definitely Jokic is the top guy when it comes to a passing center. And having him a point guard was obviously, I mean, if you're going to have a center, a point guard, it's Jokic, but it's not quick. And also, I want to mention that he had coronavirus. And you can tell from being out there that he got tired so often, very quickly. So it's a good thing these exhibition games are in there, but I hope he recovers. And they also... I mean, it depends on player to player that had it, but like Russell Westbrook had it, and he was like, he was a bit concerned that he might be a bit, you know, a bit. But everyone's going to be rusty. But I, if you've had coronavirus and you've had that issue with your lungs, it's going to affect your cardio in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Especially if you've had it recently. Um, so that that was interesting to see, and I hope I hope he does make a full recovery of that. And so does Russell Westbrook and anyone else who's had it. Um, but yeah, Jokic at point center. So yeah, future of the NBA, guys. Oh my God, no. <laughs> uh, it was good. I saw a pass that he made to Ball Ball and like the guy guarding Ball Ball. It's just, it's just not even, it may as well have not been there. Um, right, so the next one. The next day, yesterday, so we had Phoenix versus Utah. Phoenix won. Uh, I'm not actually sure who played for Utah. I think, I think all their usual. I think Rudy Gobert did play. I think Donovan Mitchell did play. Um, so interesting. Uh, we'll look at um, so Portland and Indiana. Indiana's interesting. I don't think Oladipo played. Mm. From the highlights that I saw, I don't think Oladipo played. Uh, the next one we'll talk about is San Antonio versus Milwaukee and Milwaukee won. Giannis had 22 points, I believe. So, yeah. Is Giannis back? Is he just going to dominate exhibition games? I mean, he pretty much dominated the league on exhibition games. Yeah, he did. But is it worth him dominating these exhibition games? I mean, if, I mean to get back or into... Or is this just Giannis being Giannis? I mean, you may as well get back into the flow of things and, you know... That's true. Because I feel like once the regular season game starts, he's just going to be warming up and re- he's basically warming up and prepping for the playoffs. He's just reminding those media guys who are voting for MVP right now that uh, <laughs> that he should be he should have their vote. That's what he's doing. Yeah, something like that. So there was that, uh, and then the last game I want to talk about is Dallas versus LA, which ended very close. Dallas beat in LA. LeBron only had 12 points, but like I said, this is an exhibition game. He didn't play much. And like there was a lot. Like they, were, they had fun. You can tell they were having fun out there. Oh, 
by the way, Portland, Indiana, CJ McCollum missed an open dunk and just laughed it off, but it was hilarious. Mm. He got rejected by the rim. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that. I need to watch that. Oh, it was hilarious. But can yeah, so Dallas, Dallas. Because let's be, let's be real here. What is Kuzma doing? Yeah, but did you see Dion Wait? What is Kuzma doing? It, LeBron asked for a ball. He just dribbled it past him, went Cross for a contested let. It's fine. And, and then, then Dion Waiters comes on, dribbles through his legs seven times and makes a contested like 17-foot shot. It goes in. But when Waiters is on the floor, I have massive anxiety. Like from when he played for Miami, you either get a good game or you get a consistently bad game from him. Like, ah, it fills me with so much anxiety. I'm so glad he's not doing that. I thought I saw Dion and JR on the court at the same time. And oh, no. At that point, I was like, anything could happen now. This could be literally anything. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. So I was watching it with my eyes shut, but like, kind of. Right, so this is where my rant's coming in. Okay, so I watched uh, Nick Wright talk about this. And Nick Wright, so they're talking about this game, and Nick Wright goes, uh, known LeBron lover, like, I watched this video to try and get some sort of information, you know, about the game, what, what these people thought, what these analysts thought. And you know what I got? I got, like... Five minutes of Nick Wright talking about how old LeBron is. I know he's like, I know how old he is. And I'm not talking about, oh, he's old. And therefore, like, uh, he's up and above everyone else in the league. He's old and he's still dominating. No, he was talking about his gray hair. He was talking about his balding spot. Like, okay, it's post lockdown, man. Like, yeah, I get it. Right. And the bit that made me stop watching that video is they put up a graphic of celebrities, not just a rap, and they're not like celeb, and they did it to compare them to what LeBron looks like on an M- on a basketball analyst anal- analysis. They compared LeBron James to Michael B. Jordan. Chris Hemsworth, Mahershal Ali. Yeah, him, right? Uh, Who else was there? I can't remember who else was there, but there was two others. There was five people in that graphic, right? And they're all in their 35s. Mahershal Ali is in his 40s, and Michael B. Jordan is 33. Like, and then, like, Nick Wright is there. Look at him compared to them. And I was like, are you right? So you're comparing LeBron James to Chris Hemsworth and saying how old LeBron looks. What What are you doing? What? I'm here for basketball analysis. Not, not this. I didn't see this. I'm glad I didn't. It's stupid. Uh, what is this? It's, and he said, oh, it's, oh, he's sending a message that I'm an old man. Oh, I, oh, I fucking hate Nick Wright. I fucking hate him. He's the most dick, LeBron dick riding guy. Like, watching him talk about LeBron James makes me not like LeBron James. And I love LeBron James. 
<laughs> the way he talked about him is ridiculous. Like the way how he talks about the LeBron and MJ debate. Like he he will he will bring up statistics, but then not bring up the statistics that back up Jordan. And it, oh, he's just infuriating. But this this podcast isn't. I hate Nick Wright. Okay, it can be podcast. It, uh, no, no, just just as it, just as it's not going to be the uh, the the LeBron podcast. It's not going to be the I hate Nick Wright podcast. But we can, you know, one day maybe we can dream. Maybe it'll go for a fucking years, as long as he has a fucking career. Right. Anyway. I just don't know people like that, you know. Never mind. <laughs> He's an absolute fucking dickhead. I hate him. Okay, I hate the, I hate I hate his analysis. I hate how his analysis was to compare celebrities to LeBron James and how LeBron James looks with a grey on the sides of his beards. Beards, beard. That 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 is it. I I I watched basketball analysis for that. Yeah. He compared Michael B. Jordan to LeBron James. He compared Chris Hemsworth to LeBron James. What am I getting from this? What am I? What am I so? I I lost IQ points listening to that. I brain cells committed suicide while I was listening to that. Like I will never get any. I will never get those three minutes back in my life, and I hate it so much. But Nick Wright's an actual all right person. I just wish he'd didn't have a career in basketball analysis. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Anyway, so, <laughs> obviously, more exhibition games are going to be played. Uh, the exhibition games are funny. I've seen fake crowds. I've seen music being played to try, you know. No matter what they've done, you can always hear the players, though. Yeah. And have you... Have you what, how do you think that's going to affect the players? Like music, crowd cheers. What do you think? Um, I mean, it's quite official. I, you know, I want to hear more of the players. I didn't really. I mean, the official crowd noise is, is what it is. For like, they you do your best to try and try and create that atmosphere, try and create that. You know. Oh, we're still. You know, don't basically you don't want to. We need to feel empty. And basically, you also don't just want to hear what's being said on the benches because it's probably not safe for networks. Oh, 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 it is definitely not. I remember them considering having a 10-second delay <laughs> Yeah, so, because of that. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot. And obviously, there'll be a lot of... Basically, be a lot of trainer squeaking and trash talking. So I get oh, why you want to add... I get why you want to add arena effects in. It's the same with football. You kind of want to add something that... If you're watching the game on TV, it almost feels like there's a crowd there. Mm-hmm. But my my question, David, I want to ask you specifically for the players. How do you think it's going to affect the players? I mean, <laughs> I feel like for them, I don't think it's be that much different. Like, they're going to be playing in an empty arena with a bunch of audio sound coming from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I heard from Lou Williams. Um, there was a quote with him saying, like, you didn't really notice anything when you're locked in. Like, you're just locked yeah, in and you just focus, try and focus on playing the game. But there's distractions and, the like, that time, comes with home and away games. Yeah. The only time I'd be quite interested to see what crowd noises are played is if someone has a free throw. Like, 
I want to see, like, what do, I want to see how loud they make noises for three throws and stuff like that. Like, are you, is this someone in the sound booth actively trying to put players off? Like, this is what they would have done. No, like, I, I, you know what I would have done if to hear, like, to have this kind of stuff, to have this happen during KG's era. Oh, God. Like, yeah. what was it that he said to Melo that his wife tasted yes. like Fruit Loops? Once I remember it, but it was some it was some cereal. But like he told him, his wife smelled like tasted like cereal, some cereal. But I can't remember what it was. So I look at you. Honey nut Cheerios. Your wife. Oh yeah, your wife pussy tastes like honey nut Cheerios. And he went. (laughs) Can you imagine that just being like you can hear that on TV? Just all of a sudden, it's just Kevin Garnett just like. Yo, white pussy tastes like honey nut cheering. Um, like, with the way social media and Twitter and Instagram, by the time they left the court, <laughs> she would already have a red table talk about like oh, what happened. Oh, gosh, oh, yeah. and it would already be like it would already be like that has to be a fight. Uh, so you seen the you seen the courts? They all they all look pretty much the same, and they all yeah. look. So they've got the players, and I don't. They've got the players and coach staff on one side that you can actually see. Yeah. You can't see the broadcasters or anything. Um, but the coaching staff and players and like they're, they're spaced out on one side. And there's like a big so screen cool. as well. Like there's a screen going all the way around, but one half is one team, the other half is the other team. And while watching the Miami game, like I found out like they have like a fan Zoom thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most sports thing where you've got like fans faces yeah and like oh wow imagine like imagine that happening like just as you're taking a free throw it just comes on (laughs) (laughs) oh my god jesus christ yeah i mean i felt quite distracted i spent the whole some of the denver game just watching literally the outside i was just watching the one side like what is going on in the crowd Mm. I'm trying to spot. I, I loved hearing. I loved hearing like a massive. I I love seeing like a really like powerful dunk and like the. I'm. I love hearing the player reactions to that. I yeah. thought that was great. I thought that was amazing. I loved every moment of that. Uh. So, yeah, ac- exhibition games. They're going pretty well. There's a lot, and we're going to continue to see them up until the thirtieth. Where they're going to be in the same in the same places. So there's I think three different venues. There's the Visa Athletic Center, the Arena, <laughs> the aptly named the Arena, and the oh, HP yeah. Field House. I think those are three. Yeah, there's three locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first games are on Thursday. And we're talking Utah, Pelicans, and Clippers, and Lakers. Uh, those are the first two games. Uh, we'll assume that we're going to do the podcast next Sunday. So we'll just go on till then. We'll go on until we'll go over Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays games. So yeah. Utah, New Orleans, Pelicans, who do you have and why? i got Utah. I think. Oh, actually. Um... <laughs> Bear in mind, it's in like less than a yeah. week. And Zion's gone. 
Is Zhang going to be back for that time, though? No one's sure. I mean, it depends on whether he gets tested every day and every test is negative. And I'm not even sure if he's back yet. Okay, without uh, Zion, I'm going Utah. Uh, well, you say that, but Utah lost. And there seems to be a little bit... Well, it depends on what happens over the next couple of ex- exhibition games. Like, if you see the chemistry between Rudy and Donovan Mitchell go back to normal and you see a bit of normality with that, yeah. I can definitely see Utah winning. And if Mike Connolly actually plays like he's supposed to, then <laughs> I can I can see him winning. But New Orleans Pelicans, even without Zion, isn't a pushover. Like they still have Brandon oh, no, Ingram who came into his own. They still have Lonzo Ball. They still have a JJ Redick. They still have you know, they have veterans on that team that can pull this team together during this time. So I feel like I I, I I'm I'm gonna go with the Pelicans. I'm gonna say they're gonna win because. Because Zion could be back in time as well. <laughs> but I don't know that yet. I don't even think he's back home, back yet. But I see I don't I wanna I want Pelicans to win. And it and they need to win to get into the playoffs. Like Utah are already in the playoffs. And especially with this whole seeding thing, like it's yeah. not it's not playing for home court advantage anymore. You're literally trying to play for the now you're trying to play for an easiest run to the finals. Mm-hmm. So, like, Utah are there, but New Orleans Pelicans are going to want it more because they're going to want to start off. They're going to want to start off with a win because they've got to get into the playoffs and they want to put that pressure on Memphis early. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going with the Pelicans. So, in the next game, the next game is the LA Lakers and LA Clippers. I'm going Clippers. Okay, why? I feel like I feel like the Lakers losing Avery Bradley and some of the people they've got Smith, Dion. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be a little while for them to gel a bit. They're gonna need all of these eight games to really get into a flow of anything. I feel like that's the exhibition games. Yeah, I feel like while LeBron's on the court, they'll be ahead. I just have a feeling that once he goes off, I feel like the Clippers bench are going to outperform them. I feel like, I just feel like it's going to be a tough game for the Lakers. I feel like it is one of them that I feel like if any, if one person pops off on either team, it could win it for their team. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they've both got, both of them have like a dynamic duo. Like you got AD and LeBron, and then you've got Kawhi and Paul George. But the LA Clippers, they could have back by then Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell. They have, they have Lou Williams, still. Um, they have depth in their squad. Uh, LA Lakers just don't have that. They have, they have a, a three-headed dunce in. Like it, it says a lot when I say Javale McGee isn't the dumbest player on their team. I mean, because, I don't ever call from McGee. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but like, in terms of like shacking the fool and making dumb plays, I'm saying Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, oh, and Carl okay. Kuzma are at the top of that list, and they're all on the same team. So, they I know feel- they they all have experience with playing with LeBron. Kuzma's had it all this year. J.R. at Cleveland and 
well, technically, so Deion White is at Cleveland technically for a little bit before he was traded to OKC. So I feel like this Lakers team is one of them that when you look at it on paper, it shouldn't work. You can look at it and say, JR, Kuzma, these guys are all like them two on this court together. You probably see that's an issue, but I just have some weird feeling that these three are going to combine into the Shackton of all like superstars. They're going to mess up so bad. It's like it they're going to work out in their favor. They're going to win you a game by 30 and then lose you a game by 15. Like, I feel like in the playoffs, LeBron's gonna be like, "Oh my god, look at these guys! They're just shooting! Oh my god, this is in!" And then the next game, he's gonna be like, "Why can't you? Why are you? What was going on? Why are you guys not doing this?" Mm-hmm. There's gonna be no consistency. LeBron and AD are gonna be the rocks to hold this team down together. Them two are gonna have to do what they do best, and everyone around them is just going to like, like Jr. We know what he's like. He <laughs> like, there's a reason he's Henny God. Like, because half the time we think he's drunk even when he's playing. Like. I just, I just want a reenactment of LeBron just like LeBron's gesturing at the end of Game One in that series in 2018. Just like, you know what I would have done? I, you know, like firstly, and then, it, and then I the interviews afterwards where he kept on getting asked what he was thinking. Literally, that that um set of interviews on YouTube where they go to like Draymond and like Steve Kerr, and then they go to Ty Lue, and then they go to LeBron, and LeBron's like. Well, what did they like? Why are you asking me? I was like, he is so annoying. And the thing is, like, that was a, that was an amazing game. Like, he literally said, "Okay, I'm put this team on my back real quick. Let me do this." And obviously, the three throw shouldn't like if the three throw goes in, they win anyway. It's fine. But when you yeah, like you catch, you got the rebound. That's it. Just go up and either like make them foul you, and you take two and try and win it, or like at least miss. Like you miss an open layup, George. George Hill has to really he thank JR. He escaped. he escaped. He threw a smoke bomb and dipped. George Hill was like, oh, I messed up. I wait. He messed up more. I'll look at him and then just walked away in silence. Like, oh, my God. I feel like, but the thing is, with the Lakers, like, this Lakers Clippers game, it's not going to be as important. Like, I know that me, you're going to build it up. Like, oh, this is, but it's not going to be that. Well, it's this gonna is gonna be hopefully going to be the Western Conference matchup, but that's not the, that's not going to be the atmosphere of the actual game because yeah, that's what I was, but that's something I was thinking of because Denver are only one game behind the Clippers, aren't they? Yes, they are. So, so Clippers need to win this way more than Lakers do. Yes, they do. So I, I'm definitely going for Clippers for more than just our reason, though, but because of the depth of the squad. And... So it's the only reason I'm saying that is because I'm looking at obviously this. I'm looking at I'm looking at the matchups you can get, and I'm like, do Clippers really want to go against the Mavs or the Rockets? <laughs> I'm just like I feel like I think I match up well against the Rockets. Maybe, but then <laughs> Harden the Westbrook uh, the type of guys you could have just. I mean, yeah, but I'd want Kawhi and Paul George guarding them. And what are they going to do against Kawhi and Paul George guarding them? Uh, it's Harden. Uh, travel a lot. Uh, yeah, I know. And then yeah. what are they going to do on defense when they're coming the other way? Fam, it's Paul George. <laughs> he might not make it that far. Like we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he did. I mean, he was like minute for minute scoring. All right. So you 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 got the Clippers. I got the Clippers. Yeah, I'm saying it'll be a close game, and I can't wait to watch it. We should we should do we should write we should write this down and then just see you know who, okay. who gets the most. So 
we'll, we can do that after we finish recording. Um, Both Clippers. Yeah, and then the first one I had Pelicans. Got Pelicans, I had Utah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Okay, so, All yeah. right, now we're on to Friday's games. So we got Orlando and Brooklyn. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I'm sorry, but Brooklyn is just they're an easy win for anyone in this. Aren't they? They're in the playoffs, aren't they? Who Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, they are. The only Eastern Conference team are the Wizards. There, there, there is a chance. There is a chance that they might lose all eight games and still make the playoffs. Yeah, I was gonna say. This is, but yeah, the um, Nets are thirty and thirty-four. Magic is thirty and thirty-five. Seventh and eighth. Wow. Um, I think Orlando. Orlando's gonna want to go up, and they've got the better players. And I, I yeah, I mean what. Can I say about Brooklyn? Other than they, they haven't got their entire team, and the team that they have is just bench warmers. So I'm just gonna have Orlando. I'm straight up Orlando. I'm gonna go with the Nets. Okay, that's fine. Purely for the reason of, I just want to go against you there. Just that's no, it. no, that's fine. That's no, fine. Like. There's no, there's no reason to that. I just want to. Other than if like, by some, like if all the basketball the gods are mine, and this Brooklyn not even Nets combine, I just want to pretend I knew. I, I want to pretend I knew what I was saying. I think, I think it'll be. Oh, I don't think it'll be as there'll be much of a difference in score. I think it'll be like a ten point difference. I don't think it'd be as bad as their first exhibition game, like when they scored sixty-eight points. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Oh God, <laughs> sixty-eight is not great. Ooh, no, no. Okay, so okay. What are you got next? The Wizards versus Suns? No, no. I've got Memphis versus Portland here. Okay, well, let's see Memphis, Portland. Yeah, who you got? Um, I've got Portland. Oh, okay, why? Uh, I feel like if any team are going to benefit from some time off, it's going to be Portland. I feel like... Mm. they got Nurkic back, haven't they? Yeah, Nurkic back, Dame. I feel like... I feel like, I feel like their squad, like, they're going to really... Especially the way Dame was fighting for a fair chance. I just feel mm-hmm. like this is going to be the him mm-hmm. doing everything he can to get into these playoffs, and realistically, they have to beat Memphis. Not even just really. That, I mean, they like, just, they have to beat Memphis. Well, in theory, well, in theory, because they can still they would still be able to you know stay within even if they lost, they'd still be in touch with the play-in. But yeah, that's true. Realistically, if they beat they beat Memphis. They're only two games back, mm-hmm. which for them, I feel like. Realistically, you want that eighth seed, even if you are going to play the play-in, because <clears> at least then you you only have to avoid being defeated. You only have to avoid losing once and you're yeah. through instead of yeah. trying to beat a team twice. Mm. So I think I just feel like they're going to go all out for this game, and I'm hoping they pull off. I'm hoping they win. I I I'm going to go with Memphis, and that's because I feel like the youth that they have on that team, I mean Jar Jar Morant and. Jarrett Jackson Jr. 
I feel like they'll come out the gates. And I think I think Portland are going to try and play the long game. I think that's what they're going to try and do because they know about their injuries and stuff. They know about, you know, chemistry and stuff like that. They're mature. I think they're going to play a long game. I don't think they're going to come into this first game with all their guns blazing. I know they'll want to beat Memphis, but I don't think they will. I think Memphis will go out, will go in all guns blazing because they are the team. They, everyone wants, like every other seed that is, every other team that isn't in the eighth seed are gunning for Memphis. Well, realistically, Dallas are only half a game from being qualified for the playoffs. It's only Memphis you can target, so they are in the mm-hmm. seat of four or five teams. How many teams? Are... They're basically in the seat that every other team's fighting for, so, yeah, they do have a target on their back. Exactly, now, they have a target on their back, and I think they know that, so they're going to come in all guns blazing. I think they'll win that game, but I feel like there'll be a very sharp decline. It's one of them. This could go either way. With the target on their back, it could either make them perform better or make them perform worse and especially with the younger players it's one of them that do they have the experience in the bigger games or is actually the youthful or is actually the no fear approach probably better for them mm-hmm. like so that's what's gonna be quite interesting i don't know i feel like memphis memphis know that even if they lose most of their games they're still gonna be in the chance to play in mm-hmm. so they only need to pick up a few big victories against the teams around them mm-hmm. Which is going to be quite interesting. All right. Okay. So I've got Memphis, you got Portland. Okay. Next one Phoenix and Washington. I have. Can I pick neither? No, you can't pick neither. It's just, just a meteor falls from, from the sky and hits, the Disney, hits Disneyland. NBA is cancelled. No more basketball. Nine overtime draw. No, um, no. I think what well, I think I'm going with the Wizards because um, they're the only East seed that can <laughs> make the playoffs that isn't already in the playoffs, and they're going to see Brooklyn and they're going to be gunning for that. Sorry, my, my favorite bit about that was I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the Wizards because of the only East. <laughs> they're they're the only East team that aren't really in the playoffs yet, and. They're going to see the Brooklyn Nets and they're going to try and go at them. I mean, they can try. They're six games back, so they need to win every game. They only need to be within four, though. And Brooklyn have a very good possibility of losing all eight of their games. Hmm. I mean, maybe. And especially if it starts off, all right, Washington win, Brooklyn lose. That's two games made up already. They're already within four, then. Are they? Brooklyn lose. Yeah, they're that's be minus. That's so. That's five. So that's five. And then Washington win. That's up to four. No, because Nets are on thirty. So if they lost, they just stay on thirty. Whereas the Wizards would go up one. Yeah, but they get an extra loss. Yeah, but it's within four in terms of wins, so it would still be five. Uh, I suppose. Still, that's still we'll like you know, and then one more game, and then. Okay, well, I'm going for Phoenix. But so for the same reason you're saying that the Wizards need to win, the Phoenix Suns, they have to win these games. 
because they're not even fighting. They're not even fighting for. So with Wizards, they're fighting for the outside chance of getting into the buy-in, the play-in to then get into the eighth seed. The Suns are fighting to get into the ninth. I think they'll look at the Wizards as a game they have to win because if they win that and other results go their way, they could only be one or two behind whoever's in ninth. I feel like they need. I feel like basically if you if they're gonna start, they're gonna have to start out strong to do this. And I feel like if they're going to start out strong, the Wizards are a team you probably want to face. So, I th- well, yes. Well, I mean, it's Brooklyn for me. I'd want to start off with, but yeah. <laughs> you do- <laughs> oh, what, I'm telling the- you. I'm not. There's no hate. I'm telling you how it is. I'm telling you that they haven't got their team. I know, but I still feel like they can do something with it. No, they can obviously score points, but you know it's a forty-five, forty-eight-minute game. Like you're gonna score points, you gotta score more points than your opponent, and you're not gonna do that when all your team is missing. Um, okay, so you're going Phoenix, I'm going Washington. Right, Boston, Milwaukee. Um, hmm. probably going Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> this, is, this feels like, um, but I feel I like I don't know. Like, I I might even okay. I might change my mind. I feel like Boston might win. I was gonna go with Boston. Why? Why like, are you choosing Boston? Well, realistically, Boston are gonna be fighting for the second spot. And I feel like Boston also have a really strong team, and if any team's gonna probably try and work out a way to I feel like Boston can use Boston will use this game to work out ways because obviously if they come up against the Bucks in the playoffs they're gonna wanna test out the strategies and how they're gonna beat them. I feel mm-hmm. like in the first game of this re regular season whatever like with the players they have like this it feels like a game where someone like Tatum, you know, um Kemba Walker like they'll be able to step up and you know control the game. And I feel like even if Giannis has a great game, Celtics have enough players that can also have great games. And they, might have that. they don't really have a good matchup against Giannis, though. Like, I, I feel like the Celtics really so, don't. That's my, I think they're I one of the worst teams. To, so when I was like, thinking about it, my first thought was, who on the Celtics is going to slow down Giannis? And then I thought, I don't... But they'll just throw this. bodies and bodies and thinking, bodies at them. It's the Celtics energy that, I'm, that makes me lean towards them and say... And they really want that second seed. Like yeah. Milwaukee in the first seed is pretty much, you know, yeah, like, pretty much tied like, up. If you're Giannis, let's say you, so you've just got these bodies coming at you. How much do you really care? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're gonna go, you're trying to do things, but when these guys are coming at you like that, like you're gonna get your shots up, you're gonna get your points up. Then I think the Celtics is gonna try and run him out and just use their bodies to try and you know just win the game. Like it doesn't matter if Giannis scores forty if they win the game. Mm-hmm. And considering they're chasing the Raptors down and they've probably got the squad to do it, and especially with the coach they have, I feel like they could set up in a way that just frustrates the Bucks and mm-hmm. takes the ball out of, try and take the ball out of Giannis's hands, try and make Bledsoe shoot. Like, they, I feel like if any team are going to do it right now, especially in these eight games, the Celtics are going to really try. But also, Giannis could just decide on board and. Yeah. Just well, I'm going with Boston. Can't, like yeah, it's it's gonna be that's gonna be the game I'm really want to watch. So that's 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I really want to watch all of it because I miss basketball so Wait. much. But uh, <laughs> let's not lie, well, I'm, the Nets magic, I'm gonna have one in the background. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Well, I mean, they're on at different times, Davian. So, so no, the Nets versus the magic, I'm just gonna have on in the background. I'm gonna be doing something else. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll hear um, the commentary. Next, like, yeah, that's good. Next, next game because there's quite a few of them. Um, Sacramento and San Antonio. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pick first for this one. Um, I'm going with Sacramento because Ooh. they have a bet. They have a, a outside chance of um, of being in this, and they have a really good team. They've got De'Aaron Fox. They've got Buddy Hill. Um, I, I reckon they've got that chance. I I think San Antonio are just, you know, I think they're 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 old. They're old, and they're. Well, they're not as old as what they used to be. LA Lakers have the oldest team in the league. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think they'll be a bit worn out. The Marcus Aldridge and the De, uh, DeRozan, uh, I think the Aaron Fox and Buddy Hield will have answers for them. It'd be interesting to see how they handle, handle uh, Aldridge. Though. It'd be interesting. Who does Sacramento have? I think they have uh, Marvin Bagley. Yeah, him as well. Like that'll be a good matchup. So I'm going with Sacramento. Um, hmm. see, I'm on the fence, and because of that, I'm going to go Spurs. No, all right, fair <laughs> purely because I'm thinking I'm more interested. I'm really interested in this game purely to see you know the Spurs management to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know they've changed things up a bit, and they're going with their own. They're going with their own different self for this bubble. I feel like things the Spurs and Sacramento were so close, to, like in the standings. Like I feel like their records are almost identical. Mm-hmm. This is one of those. It's gonna be one of the matchups where it could go either way. I, I can see Sacramento winning it, but I feel like the Spurs probably. I feel like the Spurs. It, Spurs, I feel like the Spurs, the way they're built up, they might be able to just frustrate them and so they can win that. I, I mean, I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be one, this one of the games where both teams really need to win, so it's probably gonna be quite gritty. It's probably gonna be, it's gonna be, it's, there's gonna be more to fight for in this game. I feel like whoever whoever wins wants to start a run and try and get into the playoffs. The problem with the Western Conference is everyone is so tight together they so are that, well, that's why win. there's more teams but that's the thing like one win either way like can really push you up somewhere like and obviously <laughs> for all these teams who are down there like these eight games these eight games become more and more important when they're trying to fight for two spots mm-hmm. right I mean, alright so Sacramento I'm picking Sacramento European you're picking Spurs the next, the last game on Friday is Houston versus Dallas. Oh God! Oh, who God. who do you have for this one? Oh, God, uh, 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 trust Westbrook. Okay, I'm gonna go Dallas. I'm gonna go Houston. Why are you picking Dallas? I'm just thinking purely. I'm assuming Houston go to the small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. I just feel like <laughs> the, I feel like the team Dallas have. Especially with Doncic and Porzingis, like I feel like 
<laughs> Basically, I don't know if the small ball is going to work against them. I think it will. I, I, they're very slow, and that's what that's a that's a that's a the um, Achilles heel of you know anyone coming up against anyone who's small ball because small ball is really quick, and like Dallas are not very athletic, and they are not very uh, quick, and. So I think I think Houston have the upper hand on that, especially with Westbrook and you have Harden. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, Luka Doncic is great, but I don't think Porzingis is good enough after sustaining that injury and for the season that he has had um, to, you know, be at that level. He might change that might change because you know he's got a three extra three months off, but three four months off. So, um, that might, might change. Roadman's gonna go stupid. It's <laughs> <That's> my prediction. <laughs> Great. Roadman's going, he's going stupid. This is it. This is his game. Right. Houston. Right. So, uh, Saturday's game, the first one is a Miami Heat versus Denver. I've got Miami Heat. What? Really? Yeah. Because, well, Denver aren't haven't even got all their players. Yeah, I'm... and a lot of them are missing. And also, um, you've got Bam, you've got Butler, and I really want them to try and put ball ball on Butler. I will pay to see that. And Bam <laughs> on Jokic, Bam on Jokic, it'll just be like you know, you know, toe to toe. Like you, you want to put your, you know, passing big, you know, versatile big in there. We'll put hours in, and the thing is, Bam is better at defense. So, in my opinion, so you know, I I reckon, I reckon, um, yeah, Miami's got this one. I mean, I'm going to hit as well, purely for the fact that I mean, Denver looked on Denver. They look on demand right now. Like, I don't know how many of their players. If I don't know how many, like the train with eight, the lineup they put out. <laughs> Suggests, like, I, I want to see. I'd love to see that lineup against the Heat. That'd be great. That's just to watch them get broken down. But I just feel like the Heat, basically, with with the people they've got out, it just feels like the Heat have the way stronger team in terms of much stronger team, in my opinion. So really, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd say no, that. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel. Like, I don't think the five bigs is going to work against Miami. I don't think no. No, it's not. So, yeah, I just thought Miami going to win. All right. Miami, Miami. Right. The next game is Utah versus OKC. Who do you have? Who do I have? I mean, that first that's a great-ass game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But I think OKC. Mm-hmm. I feel Why like... I mean, it's not just because I went for Utah last time, but I, um, I feel like I feel like the OKC team is quite they're quite a strong team. I feel like with Chris Paul, especially it depends on whether it depends on whether Utah are playing. I feel like there are questions there. I feel like a team like OKC with the players they have and the youth, like mm-hmm. they might be able to just. I feel like I feel like all of these games, especially now around the playoffs, like it's going to be just hustling for position. I feel like... I just feel like Chris Paul could be the difference maker in that game, where he can just kind of 
pick things out on the defense and you know get people open. It's gonna be a close one, but I generally think I feel like OKC may edge it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so this is so I I agree. I think it's gonna be a really close one, but I'm gonna pick Utah. This is because this is OKC's first proper game, and Utah would already have a game under their belt, and they either take the momentum from a win or they want to bounce back from a loss. So yeah. I think Utah will, you know, will have that edge in them. So I, I'm going to say Utah. Yeah. See, it's tough. There's so many different... You've got so many different factors in this. Because... It will be close, though. It will be close. Yeah, I know, but there's so many different factors in this because, obviously, we, these guys haven't played these competitive for how long? And mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to predict... <laughs> trying to predict who won the win the last game, so he's gonna win this one. I have no yep. idea how these teams are gonna show up. No, right. Next game, Pelicans and Clippers. Who you got? Clippers. I mean, oh wait, Clippers? wait. <laughs> Does he still load manage? He's had three months off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're just gonna. Um, I I think they're gonna like slight load manage. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna go as bad as they were though, because I want to get that. You know, you want to get plays and. Playing time, um, yeah. I'm gonna get go into Clippers. match fitness. Yeah, I'm gonna so, go Clippers too. Like every game, they have they kind of have to win every game now to keep the second spot and the depth again. It's just gonna be. They'll probably have Zion back by then, but then again, you're integrating him in, into a team that's facing the Clippers. Yeah, and... Also, the Clippers are gonna love defending against Zion. Someone like Patrick Beverly, that's just gonna be. Just... <laughs> well, it wouldn't gonna... be Patrick Beverly. It would be. I know, uh... but they're gonna. Look... It would be Montrez. If anything, no, but they're just gonna like love that assignment in their mind. It's gonna be like, I feel like Patrick Beverly lo- wakes up and just loves the idea of being attacked. He'll just be in the change room trying to gas everyone up. Well, that's the thing. Oh, like one of the the thing that exhibition games is like, like you're gonna hear Patrick Beverly saying shit. That's why I wanted to. Hear, that's, that's why I'm tuning in. I want to hear. I want to hear what he says on the bench. Oh, it's great. Um, nah, I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Pelicans. I feel like. Obviously, they have a chance to win that, but I feel like if Kawhi and Paul George and, you know, especially it's the, the Clippers bench is so strong. Like, it's their depth. It is. Hopefully, up. everyone will be back in time. But I feel like, because everyone's leaving for a family matter, and it's like family matter this, family matter that. And like, especially the Austin Rivers one, which is concerning because if it's a family matter, why isn't Doc Rivers going? Yeah. First thing I saw was like, where you going without him? <laughs> he with family you. Really? Okay. I mean, um, it could be so his family, maybe, but yeah. I, I think a lot of the players will be back by then. Oh, no, I think they will. I think every, I think the decisions are made and the timing, they've timed it so that when they're back, like Austin Rivers is going to be back by the weekend. So mm-hmm. I think that's timed perfectly to know that by the time the four days are up, he's ready to go and they'll be able to play the games. Mm, yeah, 100%. Uh, so yeah, Clippers. All right, so penultimate game before Sunday is Philly versus Indiana. It's Philly's first game. Who you got? Um, okay, I mean, I've been joking about them for ages, so I'm gonna go Philly. You know, it's just so this See, is the game. This is the game why, why? Why Philly? This is the game where you know. We see what Ben Simmons has been working. Now nah, I feel like the rest. I feel mm, like the rest. Mm. Okay, no, it'll be three brick, 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 brick. 
I'm not taking any more, never mind. <laughs> but I feel like the rest of the Philly, I feel like I, see, I, see, I think the way they mix up the lineup and putting, you know, so moving Ben Simmons off point guard, I just want to say that works. And I feel like <laughs> this is going to be the game where we see if it works or not. So I'm going with them. I'm hope I'm you know I'm hoping that you know the, what they're practicing actually works. I'm hoping Embiid and Simmons actually have some chemistry after the, how many how long we've been playing together. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping you know I'm hoping that all the pieces they've been trying to work on comes together and you know I feel like they can win this, but also it's Philly, so I'm not sure at all because they they literally could do either they could win by twenty or lose by twenty, but I feel like. Clearly, if they're moving, clearly from the fact they're moving Ben Simmons around, they're looking at what's not working. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find a way to make it work, at least for this. Yeah, so, at least for this. Yeah, like, they got a good chance. Like, for only the bubble, it will work. I feel like, I feel like they'll be able to work, make it work, at least for a few of these games. And I feel like this is gonna be one of them where, I feel like with Philly, it's gonna start well, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh wow, look, they've got this lineup that actually works," and then. It's Philly, so then, like, just the playoffs, it will stop working again, and then something will go wrong. Mm. So for well, that to work, they need to win this game. Yeah, well, I I was going to pick Philly, and then uh, you picked Philly, so now I'm picking Indiana. And the reasons behind that isn't just that, but also, like, Sabonis is, is going to defensively take on Embiid, and that is a bad matchup for Embiid. Um, they are going to be experimenting. Like they'll probably be experimenting in the exhibition games, but you know, it's this—it's going to be the first proper game. And Indiana are like re- a really like you know defensive team. They're going to be like grinding and hustling. Um, yeah, I, I think what's you were right when you said the Philadelphia 76 are going to start hot, uh, but I think the Indiana Pacers are just going to grind them out. They'll, they'll probably like trail for like three quarters of the game and then the last quarter is just like I just beat them. Oh, that'd be the most Philadelphia thing to happen. Exactly. Anyway. Isn't it just? So that's why <laughs> I'm picking Indiana. Oladipo made a decision yet? Huh? Has Oladipo made a decision yet? I don't think so. I haven't heard anything of it. I didn't. He didn't play in the exhibition game. But I, I haven't heard anything. Not mm. to my knowledge. Let me... Yeah, I've oh, checked. I... It says he's he played in the scrimmage, but as of yesterday, he's made no decision. All right, so it's still it still could happen. Page, the Pacers coach has said him playing on Thursday's opener wasn't an indicator for the future. They haven't even spoken about it. He played oh. 19 minutes against the Trailblazers. Ah, oh, so he did play. Okay, so cool. Eight points on three of ten shooting. Oh, that's not bad. Oh wait, no, no, that's terrible. That's thirty percent. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he said he's trying to get back into the feel of the flow of the game again, but he felt decent. But yeah, so we'll find out because I feel right. like if he's playing, that could be a difference maker. But yeah, all right. And the last game on Saturday is LA Toronto. It's going to be Toronto's first game. What's the last game? LA Toronto. It's going to be Toronto's first game. Oh wow! Go on, Chris. Who you got? Oh, I've got LA for the same reason why I got Utah beating OKC is because like LA have got a, a game under them, 
and they'll either have a momentum of a win to carry them or they'll want to bounce back from a loss. And I think that either one is just too much for a, a fresh Toronto team who have just watched people play. Um, I think it would be close, though. I think Toronto will pull up a fight, but I think I reckon LA will just beat uh, LA will beat them because um, they match up with them pretty well. Like who they're gonna get to guard? Uh, they got Marcus I suppose, to Mark AD, but it's AD. Like he's a different kettle of fish to Joel Embiid. Like he's a cut above Joel Embiid, in my opinion. So, I mean. I like that when you say LA, it's just universally known. You mean Lakers, not Clippers. Well, I mean, out of LA and Toronto, but um, when I said LA Lakers, no, but it's, I was like, it's universal. Like when you said, I was like, he means Lakers. But um, for me, because of the fact that I got the Clippers to beat the Lakers in the first game, I've got the Lakers to beat the Raptors in the second one because this is LeBron, and he loses one. Then I feel like the next game is when he does that thing where he just, just it's also it's Toronto. What we're talking about, like this is. Oh LeBron, yeah, it's Toronto. LeBron, yeah, LeBron, like, 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 it doesn't matter how good they are. Like, it's still the same. <laughs> like they're gonna Le, Toronto are gonna. Lebronto. Toronto are gonna retire Lebron's jersey when he retires. Like he's, <laughs> he won't be allowed. But now, um. Yeah, I feel like the Lakers are gonna win that. That's that's the JR Smith game right there. That's six threes, six threes, twelve turnovers, three assists, something like that. That's a nice little yeah, that's right. that line for him. And they'll <laughs> and then everyone will be like, "Oh my god, this JR is back!" And everyone's gonna be like, "But what about the usage rate?" Lead, <laughs> lead, lead the bubble in turnovers. Yeah, yeah and I feel like Dion Waiters is gonna get solid two points, <laughs> three fouls. Wow, this is what I'm expecting nice. from these guys. I'm expecting like, expecting like one game, twelve points. One game, five fouls, <laughs> three arguments, twenty-two turnovers, or something stupid. Because it's it just amazes me that Lakers have the oldest team, <laughs> but also we don't talk about them really having experience. All the players that should have experience are looked on as what are they doing with them? Well, I mean, they do. Well, Rondo's injured basically Rondo, for Rondo's the entire thing. thing. Well, no, the thing is, I think the timeline for him is in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like second round of the playoffs, but obviously you're going to have to work back. Yeah, from rehab. And also you got next year to think about. There's going to be... It's not going to be... Well, to be fair, they still got till December, I suppose, because that's when they want to do it. Yeah. So obviously it's like it's Rondo's a little bit of a loss for them, but for me personally, I know that playoff Rondo's a thing, and everyone's heard. But like, I don't see it as that much of a loss for the Lakers, really. I mean, he does provide experience, but I feel like I feel like when he, him on the court, like I'm just like like. I feel like him on the court and him off it isn't gonna affect the Lakers that much. Nah, like, not gonna, not gonna, you're not gonna be looking back at the season like, oh man, if the Lakers hadn't have lost Rondo though, that would have really changed the whole. Oh no, playoff Rondo. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I got playoff AC 
Alex Caruso. That's oh Jesus Christ. He looked like a PE coach sitting in the ble- sitting in the bleachers with like a, a polo he shirt said, on. Man, he said he missed his sister's wedding because they couldn't guarantee the um they were gonna you know like the masks and stuff like that. And obviously he needed to find a place. He basically he didn't want to miss the start of the season. Well, start of the restart. And I think my favorite bit is where he was like, we've worked so hard to this point that I couldn't miss, you know, something. And I was like, wow, he really is. <laughs> I was like, he's all in on this. He, he, he is the guy now. This is, he put, he, he's put his Alex team on Alex Caruso's team. Yeah. Put, <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm betting, I reckon he could if he's, we've worked too he's hard. in his arms. We've worked too hard for me to go to my sister's wedding and me to miss a game. Are you insane? I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, Relax. Relax, bro. Nah, I think LeBron. It's just it's LeBron versus Toronto. This is <laughs> plus he's got an AD this time instead of oh, except other than himself. He's gonna pass. He's I. I just feel like. Do you think Carl Larry is just gonna have like Vietnam I think Carl, flashbacks? Carl Larry has nightmares about LeBron. I feel like sometimes yeah. we're just having a happy day, and then someone will be like, you know, you gotta face LeBron in two months, and I'm like, oh my god, no. <laughs> I feel like LeBron. Like, the word LeBron is just banned in Toronto because if you say it around Kyle Lowry, he just has a shivering. He has a convulsion. I feel like he's walking around the like Kyle Lowry was walking around this like not a bubble. Like, oh, I'm having a great day. Let me get some food. Let me. Oh no, there's LeBron. <laughs> just just <laughs> hides behind a bench. Just <laughs> collapses, <laughs> collapses, and crawls behind a bush. Yeah, like just hides behind a bench. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, don't you see him? They're like, shh. They're like, what do you mean? Him. <laughs> just like just LeBron just walking around just being all you know being all being all happy that, you know, that, that must be so for anyone in the bubble that must be so surreal like you, you're just walking around and the, oh there's LeBron James oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh there's there's Russell Westbrook they were saying it's getting normal now but it's weird for them but I'm like it would be because you don't see LeBron often like you ain't invited to Taco Tuesday yeah, no, and usually LeBron's like followed by like an entourage of people yeah. and all that and kind of left, thing. But he's he's just like everyone else in that ball. He literally left his what he left his personal chef. Like I was like, whoa! I there's no way I'm doing that. I mean, I'm all for the <laughs> the bubble life, but my chef is coming with me. My barber, you mad? Yeah, they put a barber in there. Well, clearly his barber didn't come with him. Nah, LeBron. I saw clearly not because he's apparently grey, and that's a bad thing. Yeah, I know. It's almost as if. He'd go, it's almost as if people get old, Davian. And on that note, literally dye their hair because they need to look younger for roles. Don't get me started. Yeah, literally, the literally the profession that is known for plastic surgery and for looking younger on purpose. And you compare him to that. Uh, just it's almost like LeBron is an athletic specimen who doesn't really have to worry about his board spot, or someone who's an actor oh, who does worry though. about everything they look. But you know, about his hairline. He, he I really hairline, but that hairline's. I just put a, just put a headband on. It's fine. Anyway, so we should probably end it there. I mean, oh wait, no. So the question I've got oh. is: so out of the matches, out of the, until Sunday, which is the match? Which is the match you're most looking forward to? Apart from oh. one. <laughs> Uh, the one I'm most looking forward to. Oh man, uh, I don't know because I'd probably say either Houston, Dallas, or um, I mean, obviously the Miami one. But 
Yeah, obviously. Houston, Dallas, or Phoenix and Indiana. Mm. Just because I want to see the, 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 the Ben Simmons at power forward. And the Houston and Dallas one, I want to see how Russell Westbrook is and Luka Doncic is there as well. I want to see that matchup. I want to see how that matchup works. Those okay. are probably the two games. So for me, to me, it's Celtics double your answer. But uh-huh. the next question is: So I was Aaron, thinking about that, but I was like, mm. I just want to see Harry. this. Uh, I see. I want to see it. Uh, I want to see it, but I don't want to see it this early. Oh no! I would have preferred it to be a couple of games in. Yeah, because yeah. that would be something you really like. Okay, now the warm. See, that's why it was tough to pick because I like I want games that are a little, a little more. You want like the first. Yeah, you really I, want to get I the first want... round out the way. Yeah. Let but everyone get everyone have one under their belt, and then people will start playing. Okay, but speaking of the first round, so until Sunday, who do you think? Like, which player do you think is going to be the MVP of this? Oh, okay. Of it. Well, the players are only going to have one or two. I know. Games. What I'm saying, who do you think is going to have? Oh, okay. I think right. I think Paul George is going to be like the Paul George or Le. No, not LeBron. Paul George or... Well, Giannis is going to dominate, I think. He's just going to score too many points. Um, Houston, I reckon James Harden's going to score a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to score a lot. He's going to probably have a 40-point game, but they're probably still losing. Not a um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I'll probably go... Uh, yeah, with two games under their belt, I'll probably go with Paul George because okay. I reckon he's going to come out all guns blazing defensively. I, okay. think, I think Jimmy Butler is going dumb. <laughs> That's not fair, right? Because I went on the assumption because you made me not pick Miami no, versus no, Denver as a game. I went on the assumption that I wasn't allowed to pick a Miami player no, as no, well. No, 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 no. I only said... I would have said... I would have... Because it's hard with the Heat because everyone, like, you know, everyone's like on an even playing field. But Miami only have one game, and that's not enough. Whereas LA Clippers have two games, oh, and that's two games of poor George oh, dominating. It's going to be. It's going to be enough. Firstly, it's I a sixty-point game. I said no heat for the games you're looking forward to because I was obviously looking forward to the heat game. But in terms of players, you can pick anyone. And secondly, I feel like that one heat game is. Gonna, I feel like Jimmy Butler's going dumb. <laughs> I feel like whenever he's in the headlines, uh, I reckon he'll get. I reckon he's going to get like a, a good amount of sits. I reckon. <laughs> oh, uh, I reckon he's going to defer a bit, like to the other bench players in this one, because Denver's bench. Denver don't have a bench, essentially, and like as soon as Jokic and that come off, like you got who? Who are their answer? For Tyler Hero, who's that answer for Kendrick Nunn? Who's that answer for these? Like, you know, who's that answer for these people? Dragic, he started the other day, but he started the other day, but he's going to be on for the bench when like people come back when Kendrick Nunn comes back. So it's like, yeah, who's your answer for Dragic and Tyler Hero? Who, who, who? who? No one. Who, who? who? Oh yeah, I, but it's gonna be fun. So I'm looking. I'm looking at basketball back. This is amazing. Oh yeah, man! I told you I was so shocked when I was like, "Oh, exhibition games!" Because uh, I saw a highlight of the ball ball thing, and I was like, "What? What? What? Huh? Can I watch this?" Ah, oh, sick, cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. 
and enjoy the NBA because it's back. It's back. Uh, <laughs> it's back. Woo!